0: When do you find that you're the happiest? What work are you doing that gives you the most fulfillment, if you will?
1: When I go from, I don't know what I'm looking at, to, aha.
0: Welcome to Eco Ask Why, a podcast that dives into industrial manufacturing topics and spotlights the heroes that keep America running. I'm your host, Chris Granger, and on this podcast, we do not cover the latest features and benefits on products that come to market. Instead. We focused on advice and insight from the top minds of industry, because people and ideas will be how America remains number one in manufacturing in the world. Welcome to Eco Ask Why. Today we have a hero episode and I'm very excited to have with us Chung-Chi Tai, who is the Vice President of Engineering at Blueprint Automation. So welcome Chung-Chi.
1: Good morning.
0: Good morning, sir. How are you today? Hey, you
1: said this one is I can do anything I want. So I have a Wawa cup here. Wawa listen. I need a lifetime supply every day.
0: Okay. Hopefully we have a (laughs) Wawa listener and we can get you hooked up with that free coffee. (laughs) (laughs) You're a ton of fun, Chunchi. And we love these stories. And to to get us started, we always ask uh, our heroes to share with us a little bit about their journey.
1: My journey is interesting. I was just thinking about that uh, this morning. I was thinking about when I started, before I became an engineer. So I, I grew up in Asia. I don't know if that's probably obvious, but I grew up in Asia. Um, one thing about in Asia, I explained this to my friends. So my brother has a car, he needs an oil change. And basically he called a guy and the guy bring a truck over, picked up his car, put it on a truck, take it there, for oil change bring it back and put a car back inside the house. We never lifted a finger on most things. And that's how I grew up. So when I became a mechanical engineer, it was quite a shock. I mean, I, I know the book, I, I know how to do calculations, things like that, but never really hands-on. So uh, fortunately I got a, my first job is in the manufacturing environment. I learned how machines are designed and i learned wiring i learned programming all that from beginning to the end it in the beginning it was quite a shock just because i really did not have to do much before and i guess i embrace it that's how i learned all the different things and so i went from a um, being a designer a machine designer for a manufacturer so it was all in-house use machines equipment to doing packaging machines as an OEM, uh, original Equipment Manufacturers, to supply to all these different customers and to what I do now.
0: Very cool. So now, where did you go to school at? I went to Iowa State. Iowa State, okay.
1: Yes. I landed in Iowa from a tropical country in the beginning of January when it snowed a lot.
0: So that was that was a bit of a culture shock on a couple fronts, right? Oh yes. The
1: cold shock was incredible. I remember my, my second month in I mentioned earlier I, I really don't get up early in the morning. I'm not a morning person. I hate the morning. So and when I was in college that all four years, I don't do much in the library except to take a nap. I, I have this perfect spot where I can take a nap. It's by the window, the sun comes in, it's keeping me warm. And then I overslept. And I realized, okay, I got to run across to my English class, which is across the campus on the other side. And I run down the library, trying to head to the English department. And then I step out. First thing I did, I just went down. And that's when I learned something called a freezing rain. Mm, mm. Yeah, I was like, huh, there's such thing. I see. <laughs> learn the hard way, <laughs> right? Oh, yes. So, that's yeah, that's how I, I learn how to deal with winter.
0: Wow. So when you came to Iowa state, that was your first time to the country?
1: Oh yes, definitely. Okay. Remember I mentioned like ignorance is a bliss. Uh huh. I have many episodes of that.
0: <laughs> what was the funnest thing about Iowa state? Funnest thing
1: is flat. So when there's a lot of ice, you can only slide so far.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go to any sports sporting events or anything like that while you were there?
1: I'm not a big sports fan I tell you the truth I, I will watch Super Bowl and that'll be the only one time I'll watch any sports event. Um, in fact I don't even have TV in my house now so I tell you on Sunday night I'm gonna scramble to figure out where I can watch Super Bowl. <laughs> I gotta figure out which channel is I this and I have not had TV for a while now so I've done through this practice several times there was another time maybe about two three years ago I was watching it on internet. And the internet was not great that day because it must be a lot of people streaming, and it paused. And then I keep refreshing, and then start back up. So like, I was watching, and it was like, "Hey, déjà vu! I I remember that part. I just right. saw it not too long ago. So instead of playing instantly, it was playing back to it. Was I was no longer watching live. Right. So that
0: kind of stuff. What's driving the reason for no TV? Is this, you just want to get it out of out of your life for now. I know I'm too cheap to pay for
1: cable.
0: <laughs> I'm with you there. It's unreal. The, it's a, the expense involved with that. Yeah. Appreciate your honesty. How the, I'll tell you
1: what, I'm, I'm cheap and lazy.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're a lot of fun, I will tell you that. I, I, I'm sure our <laughs> listeners are enjoying this. So how about, you, you're, you're a, a VP of engineering at an OEM. What are you seeing as some challenges in the future? What's coming at your, down your pipeline that you think you'll need to address in the future?
1: Um To understand what's coming my way, to understand the workforce that I have and how to prepare us to for the next 10 years. I see my role really is not, I mean, obviously I we solved the solution, um, but I don't see the value un, uh, unless I can make my imprint for the next 10, 15 years. So can I steer the company or my group in the correct direction? My guys enjoying Working here, are my guys making uh, impact to what is yet to come? If I can achieve that, I think I've done what I need to do here. No doubt.
0: And for the listeners out there, Chung chi who may be considering a career in, in industry or OEM specifically, any advice that you would offer up?
1: So when I interview someone, whether it's engineering role or different role in the company, I always look at a person whether a they draw. If, if someone comes in and then they want to draw a box around themselves and say, hey, this is all I'm going to do. And this is all I'm willing to do. Um, that also means that's all you will be able to do in the future. You will not be able to achieve anything else. Embrace what might be coming. It may not be something that you like right now, mm-hmm. but it will bring to uh, different things that come up in the future. Something that you may not know, may not understand. Your willingness to explore, to figure out how to get that done is going to bring a lot to you. I mean, just coming from my own uh, background. So I was mechanically trained and I look at controls as something that's interesting. I call it the instant gratification, but just because controls guy, you do something, you can see the results right, right away. Right then. For a mechanical yeah, for a mechanical guy, you design something, it takes three months before something show up in front of you and they say, oh, that doesn't work.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: So I like the control aspect of it. And then basically I start exploring, figure out, all right, what does it take? What training do I get? And then start talking to my boss, say, hey, can I try this smaller project uh, in the beginning and then until I get the entire line? It bring me a different aspect of what a mechanical design means. Exactly. There are so many options. I don't lo- don't let what you know right now be the obstacles that you know lock you in that box. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Some of the best engineers we've had a chance to interview have, have said just that. And I remember one one engineer, he had an electrical But he got put in pneumatics, mechanical, even into a little bit civil. And he was like, that stretched me. And now I have, I'm not an expert in those areas, but I know enough to be able to bring value and to understand the process and to help. And I think that's just great advice because if you're set on, Hey all i want to do is program plcs that's probably all you will ever do is program plcs exactly. and it won't give you a chance to really to grow and expand your career to potentially lead like you do uh, a group of engineers across multiple disciplines
1: yeah so my latest thing right now is in sequel uh, okay. sql yeah and do i know SQL? not really but I, you know I'm trying to take some classes just exploring i, I just find the power of information mm-hmm. so when you have all that pieces of information in front of you, it makes you make a quick and right decision, and that's crucial. So I, I interact with Eco not just from the engineering perspective, and I actually I'm over I have the responsibility of buying as well at Blueprint. So I interact with Eco and with Rich from the both aspect. You know, we the engineering specified, mm-hmm. and then on the buying side, we negotiate pricing things like that right. and to it's not just buying it's easy to go to eco just say hey give me better pricing But you can only go so far eco is not a non-profit organization correct you guys need to make money somehow
0: i would definitely affirm that and i hope mr holmes and uh, mr knight and the executives hear that as well (laughs) okay
1: um this i mean it doesn't do both company a favor all i can do or only every time rich, it's say hey bring down the price it doesn't work that way so the question is like, all right, what makes sense? What are the things that we can do? What are the things I buy regularly from you guys? What are the things that I can see that I'll be buying for the next 10 months? In the end, work with eco, and as far as stocking level, things like that. Or am I buying this variation? Does it make sense? And do I need to go down to a different, like we look at our uh, servo sizing. Am I using the right servo sizing? Or, or I'm buying all these 10 different sizes of servo. Does it make sense to bring it down to five instead and I buy more quantity and things like that? Information in in addition to engineering. Engineering is one side, information is on the other side. It's just what I'm into right now.
0: I hear you. Sounds like you're into yeah. a lot of fun stuff, though. Yeah, I like
1: stuff I don't know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, you said you had a lot of engineers that, that work for you and that you've been able to, to help. Grow. How about mentors? Do or do you have a chance to mentor to them? H- have you had mentors that have helped you in your career that you like to uh, give some recognition to?
1: I do have mentors. My my old bosses. I've been lucky, very lucky so far. I have had my my very first boss in my first job. I mentioned before. I really never lifted a finger in, when I was growing up in, into like deep in in the manufacturing environment. I have a boss that was there. He's the boss that is in the trench. And that really set an example for me. There's a boss that say, hey, you work Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You can then come back and report to me on Monday. And he was not like that. He was there with me all along. And I have questions. He answers. I need help. He provides the help. Uh, yeah. That was my, my first boss. And that left a huge impression on me how I should behave for me and with my guys.
0: So, have you guys had? Do you have opportunities to to mentor people one on one as they're growing in their engineering career? Do you find those conversations come naturally? Do you guys schedule that time? Just curious on how you guys or you personally go about that development.
1: Yeah, so it's an interesting topic. Like people that has interacted with Blueprint before, that mentor the mentorship has not never been an emphasis with Andre, who is now our, our CEO. He puts a lot of emphasis on it, and he does it as an example himself. He would do that with multiple people, not just his direct report. He would do that to some guy on the floor who's doing, putting machines together. He would take time and do that w- with those individuals as well. He would rebook with them. He would talk about things, talk about issues, talk about life. That's an example that he's leaving. And like me personally, I do a mentorship with some individuals This on a regular ske- schedule right. basis. So... Some every week, some every two weeks, uh, like I'll be doing one at ten thirty after this call. So it's a great thing because it it shines a different light to the the company culture. Used to be just work, now there's you know, that the personal touch to help a person to grow, to achieve more than what they were only allowed to to do.
0: It sounds like so which is a great thing. But it's also, I'm picking up, there's a lot of intentionality on your behalf. You see this as important. You're making time on your calendar. You're investing your time in others. You're pouring into them. So hats off to you for recognizing the importance of it.
1: Yeah. I basically tell my guys I don't do anything. All the work is achieved by those guys.
0: Right, right. I
1: rely on them, really. It's, they are the they are the real people putting the effort in, doing the real work.
0: Absolutely. Hats off. I mean, it sounds like you're a great leader. And, you know, what... I'm curious in your role, when do you find that you're the happiest? What work are you doing that gives you the most fulfillment, if you will?
1: Right. go from, I don't know what I'm looking at, to, aha.
0: Ah, that moment. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. How about highlights? Anything that you can look back across your career and you say, you know, I was a part of that project or I was a part of that solution and it was really cool. Anything stand out?
1: I I mean, my role right now is more on the managing side. I don't really do a design work, but I can tell you that I can go to uh, grocery stores, uh, to Staples, to Sam's, and then I can look at some of the products. I can look at those and then I say, huh, that was my design. I can tell you right now, if you go to a grocery store like Kroger, there's a square uh, container that makes uh, butter or margarine. Uh-huh. You open the lid up, there's a seal, a white seal on it. It's got two little holes and one big hole imprint on it. Uh-huh. And I know exactly why it's there.
0: Okay. Why is it there?
1: It was there because the, the margarine would degas over time. Uh-huh. The issue that we had before was that as it degas, you put them in storage. So it degas so much that actually it'll pop the seal open. Oh, wow. We when we hit seal the the seal the the plastic uh, seal on the cup, we actually have this uh, device that actually push it down so that it's concave, uh-huh. and so that when it degas it will just become flat. And when we do that, when the device is hot, that's why it leaves that imprint in there. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, there you go. So that's, a, I mean,
1: that, that yeah, that's the satisfaction for a lot of our engineers here because in Blueprint, we do packaging equipment, right, for food. Right. So they go up to the grocery store, they can tell their, their kids, their husband, their wives, and say, hey, that was my machine.
0: There you go. There you go. It sounds like it's a, a lot of fulfillment and, and pride in what exactly. they're saying. That's, that is awesome exactly. thank you for sharing that. You know, that that was wonderful and we love to have these hero conversations Chung chi and we talk a little bit outside of work which we've done a little bit of that already let's get off the uh, the VP of engineering and let's just talk Chung chi for a bit for a few minutes if that's okay.
1: Yeah, there's not much outside of (laughs) shang
0: Oh, you're sure it is. How about, let's start with your family. Anything with your family you'd like to share? I got three kids. My, My wife, who works
1: at home. So, well, not works at home. She's basically washed. All over us. I got three kids, um, 17, 14, and 11. Actually, uh, well, last year, yeah, so I got two in high school now, one in um, middle school. Okay. And they have not seen their school since COVID. Wow, wow. Yeah.
0: Now, are they boys, girls? What, what's your mix there?
1: Yeah, my oldest one is a boy and then two girls. A boy
0: and two girls. I bet they keep you busy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah they do. <laughs> but they are at an age now where they just they're friends they they talk to themselves without they, actually it's more like that age where they say hey parents give me some space yeah <laughs>
0: yeah i was wondering are you at that point where dad's not cool anymore yeah dad's definitely not cool <laughs> yeah. we think you're cool so hopefully they'll listen to this because i'm sure they're that generation they love the podcast listen to that type of stuff so maybe they'll listen to your story
1: yeah, maybe they'll appreciate that when they're like they turn twenty turn when they're twenty five. There
0: you go, there you go. This is yeah. it's evergreen, so it'll be out there. So whenever they're ready to listen, it'll be here for them. <laughs> yeah. How about stuff that you enjoy? Podcasts, YouTube channels, any books. Just think that you find value that you like to share.
1: So for entertainment, I listen to What We Don't Tell Me. That's on NPR. I listen to Planet Money, which is interesting from time to time. Like the one I listened to yesterday was talking about uh, Robin Hood and GameStop. Mm-hmm. They clarify some of the things that I thought was crazy, but they I think was pretty clear after they explained all that. I We were talking about exercising. I, I run. I just started doing that since COVID just because they shut down the gym. And right. I can't go to the gym anymore and just start running on the light um, at night. So okay. if you guys live in Melothian, you see a guy running at night with two lights on, right. one on his head, one's on his on his hip. That's me. Don't hit me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. So, so you yeah. you are a runner. Anything you, any other hobbies you enjoy doing besides running? I,
1: I play piano. I play guitar. Mostly piano. Okay. Um, I've been doing that since I was five. Now I'm... It's usually pretty busy, so I yeah. don't do as much anymore. But I do enjoy playing like different music, new music, just explore.
0: Yeah,
1: like my thing right now in the last year or two is really the off and Brahms.
0: Okay, okay. Yeah,
1: just the the harmony they can do is amazing.
0: So do you have a what a piano at your home? Yeah, two, two of them. Okay,
1: two pianos, three four, three or four guitars. Okay. One drum set. I I learned drum set. I really did not have a time to practice. I told my wife I want to learn cello. She said you're too old for that.
0: <laughs> Don't listen to her, Chung-Chi. Don't listen. You can do it.
1: <laughs> Besides, there's no space in the
0: house for right, cello. <laughs> right, We have a, a a small a baby grand. My wife plays piano. Wow. She's played her whole what, life. So what kind? Oh, man, you had to ask me. She's gonna. Kick my butt. I forget the name of it, but I will send you a picture. But it's uh, she's teaching our daughters now, so they're eight and ten, so they've been playing for a few years. But uh, I love just to hear her sit and play the the classics yeah. and things like. It sounds like you're doing that as well.
1: Yeah. So I sent all my kids to get lessons. I I do not know how to teach. I am not a good uh, music teacher. Yeah, I don't have the so, patience. Yeah, yeah, I just don't have the time. Also, so yeah. my wife said, imagine the money that you could have saved. By teaching your
0: own kids, right? Yeah, I
1: was
0: yeah. like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> it has its challenges. So sometimes the uh, piano lessons don't go as smooth as as we would like. We had to. Yeah. This is just this is not the night for piano. We'll try tomorrow night. But yeah, it's, it's fun to hear them playing and watch them progress and things like that.
1: Yeah, I I like accompany my kids to their piano lessons, and then I the patience in that teacher is just incredible. Oh, yeah. I I heard my kids play, and then. And she said,
0: oh, so good, so good. In my head, I was like, no, that cannot be good. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. So, chung we've been doing a new thing on Eco It's a lightning round. It's just a bunch of random questions. They can be short answers. They can be long answers, however you choose to go. But we'll just get to our listeners to know a little bit more about you. You willing to play the game?
1: Sure, you might regret with the answers. No?
0: That's okay. There's no regrets <laughs> here. It's all good. It's just, this is fun stuff. So we'll start with the softball. So what will we'll be your favorite food?
1: Depends. That changes. Right now, my favorite food is ZZQ prime, prime rib. Okay.
0: Can't, can't go wrong with that, my friend. How about your favorite adult beverage?
1: When I was 14, I was given a Guinness Stout by my friend's dad.
0: Okay.
1: In agreement in Asia, there's no age limit. And then that's when I realized I'm allergic to alcohol. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've tried it several more times in my adult life. I'm allergic to all of them as long as they have alcohol.
0: Really? Okay.
1: So it sucks to be me. However, I'm the, t- I'm the best travel buddy.
0: Right, right. You're always yes. the driver.
1: <laughs> yeah. So when you pay the bill, my name is on it, but I don't drink a drop. Right. And then I'll drive you home. Yeah.
0: There you go. Okay. Yes. How about your your favorite movie? My favorite
1: movie? I don't know. Kill Bill 1, not 2.
0: Okay, that was a good one. I'm interested with this with your answer earlier. What is your favorite type of music? Uh,
1: type of music? I'm definitely classical. Let me tell a little story. Okay. So I had piano lessons when I was 5, and then up to when I was 16. So basically, uh, where I grew up, there's tests in music theory and then in the playing part. So I completed all my tests. I was done. So I moved on to take classical guitar lesson. So I have a teacher and his name is Eric and Eric loves Eric Clapton. Okay. So he was telling me about Eric Clapton and then my face was just blank. And he said, you don't know who's Eric Clapton? I said, no. How about John Lennon? I said, who? So my growing up, I've always listened to classical music, but since then, since I'm older now, I grow my taste a little bit. So I'm like listening to jazz, blues and things like that. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah. Where's a a destination that you, you haven't been yet that you'd like to go to?
1: So there are 63 national parks. I've been to 13. Okay. I got 50 more to go. All right.
0: So this says on your list. It's on your list. So it's on my list. That's what, right. Well, out of those 13, we'll just make this part of the, the lightning round. What was your favorite one that you visited so far?
1: I did Zion's Angel's Landing. I don't know if you heard of that one. That's the one you walk, like, you, you think you're there. And then there's a sign that says, if you go continue, if you keep going, 10 people has died since wow. I don't know when. So I did that in uh, between Christmas and New Year. I have chain on my boots, and then I was pulling my, basically to get all the way up. and uh, You got to pull yourself up uh, on with a chain uh-huh. and come back down that way. That was very interesting.
0: Wow! So sound like you're a little no, bit no. It, it, I'm not
1: adventurous. It's more like the endurance is the most part I keep <laughs> repeating.
0: <laughs> all right, how about uh, cats or dogs? Definitely dogs. Definitely dogs. All right. Well, you are, yeah. you are a wonderful participant in the lightning round. So thank you for uh, putting up with <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, thank you for putting up with me. Well, this this has been a lot of fun, Chung-Chi, just to get to know you. And, and we always wrap up the Eco Ask Why with the Why. We're just talking about passion and what drives people. So if somebody would want to know what your why is, Chung-Chi, how would you answer that?
1: I want to know the unknown. All right.
0: That is awesome. So I'll just keep looking for that always. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Chung Chi, this has been a blast. You're, I, I will make sure that we tag Wawa, so hopefully they'll see that and get you that free <laughs> coffee. But thank you so much for being on Eco S Y for sharing your story. It's, it's been just a, a wonderful time to get to know you. Uh, thank you for the effort. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. All right. W-H-Y dot com.